0: She was very good at putting people together at a dinner table. She knew w- w- where to put people, so she, she she was what you'd call a connector. She was almost certainly a person who was abused. She has such a warped mind and doesn't know right from wrong. She was useful to Jeffrey Epstein. He came into that circle, but who brought him into that circle? Ghislaine Maxwell.
1: I'm Nicola Tallent, and you're listening to Crime World, a podcast about criminals, drugs and the sins of the underworld, in Ireland and across the globe. Ghislaine Maxwell was the Queen Bee of the London social set, and later she mixed with New York's elite, courting billionaires, presidents and celebrities. Her epic fall from grace has pitted her as a victim of her paedophile lover Jeffrey Epstein, Is their case really all about his abuse of girls and minors to fulfil his insatiable sexual appetite or is it far more about money and about power? Journalist Matthew Steeples of online blog The Steeple Times has spent years investigating the case and trying to follow the Maxwell money trail from a group of London pensioners into the laundering capitals of the globe. He tells me about his own views on Maxwell and how he believes that she was the one who wore the trousers in the relationship with Epstein. We talk hidden cameras, a secret address book and a money trail right into the heart of their twisted world. This is Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. First question I have for you is to explain to me what is a socialite, what is their purpose, and what was that social scene like in the late 80s in London? Well, a socialite is a person
0: who um, has money and wealth and doesn't have much to do, really. Somebody who who likes to flit around the events and be seen and be noticed. Um, you know, a, 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 note, a most notable one was probably a lady called Tara Palmer Tompkinson, who was um you know a close friend of the royal uh, friend of the royal family um you know she was famous for being seen at parties and that's what these people did they they didn't really do much else they they weren't noted for their brain
1: power they were noted for being photographed and doing silly things. Um. The Things have changed, have they, on the social scene because nowadays, sort of back when we're talking about in the late 80s, early 90s in London, you had to have money to be involved in that social scene. You had to be somebody. You had to have a bit of heritage. Nowadays, it's probably the social influencers, the stars of Love Island and such that are... The ones that are are, are the modern day socialites. The world has
0: changed because of the internet, as you suggest, um, and the thing called TikTok and um, Instagram, and now these people are famous for taking snaps. I was in Saint-Tropez only a couple of days ago, and I was in a restaurant, and all these people were videoing their friends and standing there, and they think they're famous, but what are they famous for? It's probably like the socialites, but it's a different form of it, and and it's young. They're, they're much younger than they used to be, and they they live through their Instagram accounts. They and they actually believe that they are famous.
1: Well, they control it a bit more maybe as well, you know, as as things have gone forward. They are the ones taking their pictures and approving them before they put them out.
0: There are instances when people do use this for good and I knew this young lady who was studying at um, fashion college and when lockdown happened, she, she set up a business um, uh, making um, clothing out of football scarves and Kim Kardashian watched this and then... She, she at the age of 19, started a business and now employs six or seven people. And that's somebody who's been creative and used it for
1: good. But um, I think most of these people are just vain and vacuous. So bringing us back to the late 80s, and the reason we're talking about this time is, of course, because of Ghislaine Maxwell, jailed for 20 years for her role in Five Counts of Sex Trafficking. Um, and she's obviously majorly in the news, but... Back then, she was very much the Queen Bee of the London social set, and she did come from that heritage I described. She was vastly wealthy. Her father was Robert Maxwell. Just tell me a little bit about her and, you know, where she was popping up in London, how significant she was in those times. Well, Ghislaine Ghislaine was born into a family of wealth and privilege.
0: She had an education um, at Oxford University I don't know how bright she was but she does if if you listen to her TED talks she comes across quite intelligently on about her passion which is the oceans but she was socializing when she was at university with uh, Boris Johnson, Rachel Johnson, people like that. She she was at school and university with Cressida Dick, the Metropolitan Police former commissioner. Um she knew lots of very famous people she was photographed with people like um George Hamilton um you know she she knew people f- from across the social divide of of politics and privilege and power and society because of of who her father was because he owned a newspaper that gave him them a lot of access you know she was seen with the Marquess of Bath, she was seen with, you know, American people. She was, she, she, it was a very international, jet-set lifestyle she led. Her home, home in London, until she moved to the Kinnerton Street House, where the famous photograph was taken, was in South Kensington. She's always been in the, the, the centre of London. Um, and she was obviously invited here, there, and everywhere. And her address book, which I have a copy of... Um, It lists aristocrats. It lists people like Bernie Eccleston. It's it's a whole mixture of different people, but they are all people who are useful. And I believe that that address book was her address book rather than Jeffrey Epstein's address book because... Most of the people I know who are in that address book said that we ne- we never actually met this man Jeffrey Epstein. knowing well, they they never knowingly met him, but they would have if they had met him. They would have remembered him, I'm sure. But they did. They they claim not to have met him, but they did know her, and she ran a thing in the '80s called the Kit Kat Club, which was a sort of social network. Um, you know, it was a prior thing to all these things like. Um, Facebook and all of that—it was a—it was a, a, a real-life social network, and she was very good at putting people together at a dinner table. She knew w- w- where to put people, so. X could do what Y with Z. It was she. She. She was what you'd call a connector.
1: Mm. And grew up in a, a very in a home with a very very domineering father that has been well documented. Robert Maxwell had nine children. She was the youngest, and he seems to have verbally abused each one of them. Um, over his time, he was a very very powerful figure.
0: He he not only verbally abused her. Um, if you believe the word of a lady called Eleanor Berry, whose book I have here, um, my unique relationship with Robert Maxwell, the truth at last. Um, Eleanor Berry was the daughter of Lord Hartwell of the Daily Telegraph. Um, And Eleanor Berry, um, in her book, talks of how she was in a room with Ghislaine at the age of nine, and Ghislaine told her that her father was going to beat her. And she was allowed to choose what instruments of choice she would be beaten with and there were whips and chains and shoehorns and all sorts of things and the fact is if you believe Eleanor Berry um Ghislaine was abused as a child physically by her father as well as mentally um all the other siblings talk of how they were shouted at and in Ghislaine's um statement for prior to sentencing, she talks of the tyra- tyranny of her father's abuse um, as being one of the reasons for what she did. That um, She never apologises to her victims, but she's very good at blaming other people. Now, mm. she was almost certainly a person who was abused, but that she went on to become an abuser is not justifiable because she was abused. It, if you've been abused, surely you would want to help other people, but... I, I know many people who have been abused do become abusers. Um, and Dr. Serm Das, who we spoke about and we we met at the crime conference, um, he he said to me, you know, 85% of uh, abusers have been abused. So that
1: may explain why she has such a warped mind and doesn't know right from wrong. You had your own. A uh, slight meeting with Robert Maxwell when you were a child yourself, and he was a very frightening figure, wasn't he? He is somebody who shouts and screams and yells, and he 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 he's a bully. The
0: man was mm. a, the man was a tyrannical bully, but then there was a stranger, softer side to him, which was elaborated in one of the TV shows, in which the secretary of of his secretary said she she would he would be he would phone his daughter and he would sit there going meow meow and he he would sit watching videos of the holocaust looking for his dead relatives so he himself was a very damaged person which may explain mm. why he equally didn't have the right moral compass now in
1: 1991 robert maxwell fell off the back of his super yacht the lady Ghislaine. we don't think nobody's really come to proper conclusions about exactly what happened, whether it was a suicide attempt or if he simply had an accident. But um, things changed dramatically then for the family, or certainly should have, because it was around that point that it was recognised that £500 almost had gone missing from the Mirror uh, Group pension funds. And I think your own investigations have brought you to a very interesting dynamic that happened around that time, which would link the Maxwells and Epstein, before others have maybe linked them? Well, um, in in 1991,
0: after Robert Maxwell died, by whatever means, or was killed, or had an accident, fell, whatever happened, um, Ghislaine immediately gave a statement saying, you know, now I have lost everything. I don't even have teaspoons in my house. They've taken everything from me. She had
1: no money. What had happened, the money, Matthew? Because I remember years later, uh, probably towards the end of the 90s, when I was working for the Daily Mirror and the pension funds had gone missing. And while the younger people didn't really kind of understand the significance of it, certainly older people that were working there at the time were still very traumatized by it. So what had actually gone on? Well, basically, Robert Maxwell had been moving money
0: around from his company's pension funds to try and prop up his failing businesses because he had overextended by buying newspapers in New York and all sorts of other things, and he stole £500 and... Prior to his death, he was about to come back to London to face the music. He his his own staff was saying, "You know, where is this money?" And he wasn't. He refused to answer the questions. Um, I believe that Robert Maxwell went to New York. He met with Jeffrey Epstein, and Jeffrey Epstein helped him funnel money through dubious means in um, trusts in places like Liechtenstein, Switzerland, Panama the Channel Islands, um, That that is where I believe this money went. I believe Robert Maxwell knew Jeffrey Epstein before his daughter. And then after his death, his daughter moves to New York and takes up with this man, Jeffrey Epstein. There then is a photograph of Ghislaine and Betty Maxwell at a memorial lunch for Robert Maxwell with Jeffrey Epstein sat in the middle of them. Now, he would not be sitting in the middle of them at a memorial lunch unless he was a person connected to them very closely because you you wouldn't be at the top table unless you were a real
1: friend. And the 500 million are thereabouts that went missing. So what happened after that? I mean, did Maxwell die supposedly broke? And did the authorities come after the family to try and recuperate some of that money? The,
0: The authorities investigated the family and they charged... Kevin and Ian Maxwell, but they were eventually exonerated. You know, it's rather like with the Madoff family. The two, the two sons were accused of being involved. They said, we don't know anything about it. You know, and in the Madoff case, you know, one son died of cancer and one committed suicide. Um, you know, sometimes these relatives with, with powerful, horrible, bullying fathers, they probably don't know that much. Epstein ran money out of the British Virgin Islands because that was a very good place to do so, to be tax efficient. And Mm. and obviously, um, Ghislaine was able to use this man to to her benefit because within a year of moving to New York, she lives in a $10 million house. And at the time of her arrest, when she lied, and she, she she has been called out by Judge Nathan for this lie, she... She said, I only have um, my home in London. That's my only asset, two million. And then when she wanted bail, she claimed she'd got $23 million. So she is very capable of lying about finances as much as she's capable of lying about abusing. People.
1: So just bringing it back to that statement she made, they've taken everything from me. She sort of made out that she had literally not got a teaspoon left. Look, these rich people, when they say they're broke, it's very different to ordinary people being broke. Um But she essentially sort of said she was leaving London with nothing. She was going essentially penniless as such into the New York social scene to try and reestablish herself. But as you say, within a very short space of time, she's the owner of a $10 million mansion
0: yes and, and and frankly that shows that she she had lied that she wasn't she was not broken and you're quite right if you're a person living in a council estate and you need to go to the food bank you're in a very different position to somebody with an address book like hers where you can find somebody who can help finance you and you know who will realize that you've got usefulness and she was useful to Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein was a taxi driver who became a teacher. He was clearly a very intelligent man, and he became a Ponzi schemer, and he managed to avoid jail for that. Some other man went down for that, and suddenly then he he he's living in a, a hundred million dollar property um, and he's got an island that's for sale currently for 110 million dollars you know where did all his money come from and you know the likes of Jess Staley the Barclays chairman who um, CEO who is now left that company he was he was spending time with him he was he
1: came into that circle but who brought him into that circle Ghislaine Maxwell and obviously and we've heard it played out that she was Bringing in a conveyor belt of of young masseuses and schoolgirls and uh, kids from trailer parks for him to abuse. I would say those people were brought in
0: to be used for blackmail. So mm. so they were given to people who no, none of whom have been charged. The only one who was brought to just well was brought was arrested was this John Luke Brunel, and he's now dead. So he wasn't even brought to justice. And she was the brain. I would say. Jeffrey Epstein was the functionary and Ghislaine Maxwell was the controller.
1: Now, did you know her much, Matthew? You'd met her a number of occasions. I never knowingly met her. I've met
0: her siblings. I was at the last public event that she attended in London in in the summer of 2019. It was for a charity called Cash and Rockets. It was run by um, a lady called Julie Brangstrup and Miss Brangstrup... Um, was running this cash and rocket rally. It was a car race from London to Monaco for the benefit of victims of sex trafficking, ironically. Um, And it it was female drivers. And one of the drivers was Ghislaine, who was with Nick Mason's wife, the Pink Floyd drummer. Um, And they were driving an Alfa Romeo, which weirdly I had a photograph of. Um, And... um, And... The party was at a restaurant very near here called Bibendum, and uh, the reason nobody took any pictures of Ghislaine was people like Paris Hilton were in this rally, and everybody was taking pictures of her. So um, it's quite bizarre that her last event was an event for victims of sex trafficking, when she was actually a sex trafficker herself.
1: And when it began to unravel, was there, you know, was there shock back in London? Um, that this is what she'd been doing. Um, a friend of mine, who I was speaking to last night, who knew
0: Ghislaine very well, and whose husband, ex-husband, was a close um, associate of Prince Andrew, um, a billionaire who helped fund him, um, she she said, "I just can't believe this. This lady. This lady is calm, and you know, she's pleasant." Um, Another lady I knew lived with Ghislaine in New York for a time, and a British aristocrat, and she said she was a bully. She said yeah. and she always belittled me, and she was always mean to women, and she preferred the company of men, um, and she, she could be very vicious, like her father. Um, so there's two different contrasting sides to her. There's the side where, you know, if you read the the statement she put to the court prior to sentencing, all of these people say she was always the first to help. She'd always get you money if you needed it. She'd, she'd always, you know, if you if you had nowhere to stay, she'd find you somewhere to stay. But other people say this woman was vicious. Um, one of the five victims who I speak with regularly, she has nothing but contempt for her, and she comes from a, a, a society background herself. She said the woman was vicious and bu- a bully.
1: And if you were watching the making of a monster on Channel 4, um, which has brought up new interviewees who haven't been heard from before, including a South African couple who ra- ran that island, um, all of them seemed to say that there was this sort of very strange, creepy weirdness that surrounded her and Epstein, and yet the, it was totally normalised when you were in their presence. Things would happen and you'd it would take you some time to actually kind of work out that that had actually occurred you know people were shocked if you look at
0: their house manual you know it's it's um you speak when you're spoken to you're seen when we want to see you you do things our way you do not answer back Every, you know she wanted to play the role of god It's rather like when she was interviewed by the FBI and asked, where are you a citizen of? She said, I'm a citizen of Terramar. She didn't say, I'm a citizen of Britain, um, America, and France. Um, And the irony, and many of the people I know who knew her do say, agree with me when I would suggest if she had had any sense, instead of staying in america she should have gone to france she would be like roman polanski she would never be been extradited but she is so deviant um, that she believed that she was above the law and Mm. she could be she could be living it up in the south of france now she doesn't have to be she would she rightly is in prison but she didn't have to be because she was a french citizen Um, You know, she's now trying again in her arrogance. She's appealing to the UN about her human rights. She's trying to get her sentence moved to Britain, which, you know, she has been an American citizen now for thirty years, so she should serve her time in America. But because Mm. of her character, she believes that everybody should do things her way, and this is why she hasn't named names because she still thinks that these people are her friends. They're not her friends anymore they've gone mm. and her life is going to be spent in a horrible American prison. And because she's a, a woman who abused women and many other female prisoners do not like women who abuse women because they've probably got children themselves. And mm. she has created her own de- destine, destiny by her deviance.
1: There's so much of this story to untangle, really. I mean, we've touched on it there with the the people that were brought into their company Um non-identified, powerful people who may have, um, you know, been caught in compromising situations or in illegal situations, indeed, if the if the girls were unwilling or underage Um, and possibly there are videos out there, possibly not. But your own investigations, I think, um, have they centred on that five hundred million, first of all, that went missing from the Daily Mirror and on the address book.
0: Um, I think the most important thing in any story of, of involving people of this type is follow the money, because the money is what this was all about. I'm, you know, I'm very sad for the poor victims, and I sympathise with them, and you know, I've spoken with some of them. But this, this for Ghislaine and Jeffrey Epstein, wasn't a game about about using women. The women, were, the women were, unfortunately, part of the process. It was about funneling <coughs> stolen money so they could, they could lead good lifestyles. And the Maxwell family, um, I believe, because of the way they have approached me during my research, they are more worried about their money than they are about their sister. You know, their sister, the siblings... Did not even know that Ghislaine had got married in 2016 until she was arrested. Now, now they are claiming they want she wants she's claiming she wants to be put in prison in Britain to be close to her siblings. It's not about that they are not a close family. They she Mm. she had obviously ghosted them out of her life. Um, How the, the brothers do say they did meet Jeffrey Epstein, but only once or twice. Um, she led a, a separate life to them. They care about protecting their wealth and their power. Mm. And you know, the, the sister who I met, um, Isabel. I didn't. I was introduced to her when I lived in part of the time in California. And Isabel was um, a lady. I was. I met this this gentleman called Dale jurassi Mister jurassi's family invented the birth control pill, and he was on the board of a film festival that I used to go to. He, he had a ranch in a place called Woodside where they invited artists and this lady said, oh, I'm an internet tycoon, I'm Isabel Gerassi, and I was like, very nice to meet you. And I, I had no idea that she was a Maxwell. She never told me any of that. Um, they're, they're now divorced. But but um, at that ranch, Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine got the idea to, to get their ranch because having an out-of-the-way place to them appealed and the ranch in New Mexico that they owned, well, that Jeffrey Epstein owned, uh, I, whether he actually was the real owner is another matter. Um, you know, this was a 30,000 square foot house, but it had an 8,000 square foot computer room. What do you need in an 8,000 square foot computer room? You know, we're sitting here talking via a laptop. You know, most normal yeah. people do not have, have basements full of computer rooms unless you are planning to blackmail people with you and film them. You know the house in New York had over a hundred cameras in it. Um, mm. So what? What? The, the reason for the these young ladies was that you know the likes of Bill Clinton, who flew on the jet 27 times, could be filmed. And you know, there have been pictures of him having his shoulders massaged that have emerged. And
1: conspiracy theories will abound around it, no doubt as well. well. I
0: get people writing to me telling me that Jeffrey Epstein is still alive. Now, right. I don't believe that personally. Um, how he died is another matter. That's another question that will always remain unanswered. And many people say to me, oh, um, you know... Is, 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 is Ghislaine still alive? Well, I know people who were in the courtroom. She is very much alive. I don't believe that, you know, that the, the conspiracy is all very well, but, and sometimes weird things do happen, but there is often a more logical route to the truth. And the truth of this is that this was a lady who used people to protect her family's wealth. It was more about money to her and power. And... Jeffrey Epstein was her assistant rather than him being the one in charge people get it the wrong way around, I think.
1: Yeah, that's a very interesting take on it because even in The Making of a Monster, there is very much a strong suggestion that she was bowled over completely and utterly in love with him and she was only providing these women for him because he had this sexual appetite that she couldn't keep up with, that she felt like she was the queen bee amongst all this and and was quite happy to turn a blind eye and to provide him with these girls.
0: The blind eye is the key thing with her with regards to these, these women because... To her, those women, as she said, they're trash. She yeah. said she viewed yeah. these people as beneath her. They were, they were subhuman to her. They, they were just there to be used. And, you know, she'd grown up in a world where people were disp- dispensable. And, you know, her father used to relieve himself off the top of, of the mirror offices and to the people of Fleet Street because he had contempt for the public that read his newspapers that provided his income. He didn't mm. respect, they had no respect for anybody. You know, meanwhile, Ghislaine, who claimed to have lost everything, goes to America and lives a life of privilege. And she has the arrogance to buy a, buy a house whilst on the run called Tucked Away. You know, everything is an up yours to the system. She she has no respect for the for the court. Um, you know, she, she she didn't feel the need to even speak at the court. Um She didn't feel this. She used the word victim four times in her pre sentencing report, and each time the victim was her. Um, You know, we are dealing here with a lady who is so above the law and so arrogant. And it is shameful the way that her, her siblings just excuse it and then try and say, oh, she was. She was mal. She suffered malnutrition. She she was weighed when she went into the prison at one hundred and forty six pounds. She now weighs one hundred and forty four point five. That that is not a great change. And um, no. they said her hair had fallen out. People I know who were in the courtroom they said her hair looked perfect. She had perfectly normal hair. You know, she went to the court when she, when allowed to dress in her own clothes. She wore she wore cashmere jumpers. You know, she's not she's not someone who's. Uh, on the breadline and needing the food bank, she and she will have spent a vast amount of her fortune uh, on on paying her lawyers. The bills will be upwards of ten million dollars, I would believe. Um, but even so, she's that that still leaves her thirteen million left of legitimate money. I believe there is far more money, and it's well hidden in places like Panama. Um, you know, some of the people I talk to go go down this route of her and Mossad and all of this. I'm I'm less interested in that. Um, but, you know, there are things that are odd. That You know, she is, a, she had a submarine pilot licence and the island had a submarine docking station. But there are so many theories out there, but the most important thing here is
1: 500 million went missing that was meant for pensioners. And, you know, as a journalist, we can do so much. We can dig and we can root through public documents, but we don't have powers outside that. Is that money still being actively searched for by those in authority who have much greater powers into banking systems etc
0: well the authorities clearly have given up on all of this because it happened in the 90 you know it happened in the 1990s the the detectives that would have dealt with it are long gone it 's a bit like as on the deer I don't know if you remember the Polly Peck fraudster the the reason he came back to Britain um, was that he thought that the documents would have now faded and he wanted to have medical treatments in Britain and he got here and, unfortunately for him, they hadn't faded. So he went to prison. Um, but I think most of the paperwork of this will be long gone and forgotten and the detectives dealing it would have disappeared. And I can give you another instance connected to Ghislaine. Um I, I had a secretary who worked for me, who lived in a, a street called Stanhope Gardens, and um, in 1994, the detectives, Metropolitan Police, came to her and said, we need to borrow your apartment to do some surveillance of a house opposite. And we didn't connect this until recently. It's until 2020, when we discovered that Ghislaine had the house opposite. And they, the p- detectives said... There was a lady here running a brothel, and there were young girls coming and going. 1994, out of her house, and I, I published this lady's statement. She doesn't want to go out. She doesn't want to be, talk about it because, rightly, you know, I've been threatened by the the Maxwell's associates. Um, you know, they have powerful people, and this is an elderly lady now who, whose home was used, and I wrote about it. Channel Four came to me, and they said. Um, that they named the building, and I hadn't ma- named the building where this lady lived, but they, knew, they said, we have another person from the same building whose flat was used, and we want your lady to go on record. And, you know, that, why did the Metropolitan Police do nothing about her in 1994?
1: And why has she not been investigated in person? So going forward in this, and she's obviously appealing her 20-year sentence, she's incensed that she has been found guilty and is consistently refusing to engage with victims, apologise or admit any sort of guilt in in all of this. She, as you say, has viewed herself as a victim. Um, But going forward, is there going to be any major fallout? Is there anything in that address book you have? Are there people in that who should be worried? Or does that kind of sense of power and money prevail no matter what? Well, the
0: the next stages, apart from her appeal, are that... um Virginia Roberts, uh, Gafori, um, is she currently is being um, it, she's in, involved in a court case with Alan Dershovich um, who claims that you know she's made up things about him um, so that will that will that will be one of the next stages. and Virginia Roberts also uh, has been accused by one of the other victims, and there is supposedly going to be an investigation into that um the lawyers have said that if prince An- they want they want prince andrew further investigated and and if he goes to america you know the fbi will want to question him he will just not go to america um i think this will rumble on for a very very long time but i don't i don't think anybody very powerful like for example clinton or trump or um you know, people say things about Bill Gates, and you know, some of these people quite rightly have said, like Piers Morgan. You know, we we were in a photograph. You know, it was like when we were at the crime conference. Somebody could have taken a photograph of you and I together, and mm. and then if if you or I were accused of something, they'd say, oh, well, you're an associate. But sometimes some of these people, you know, you only met them met them briefly. Elon Musk, he says the woman's... Stood in the back of my photograph. He Mm. said he never met her. Um, I think, you know, the the people on on Twitter, which is where I get a lot of my information, they all continually go on about why has no, you know, why has the this woman been sent to prison for sex trafficking people to nobody who exists, and for for her to be convicted of this, she's got to have sent them somewhere. So who are these people, and they should they should be brought to justice, but. I think that the the likelihood is very low, unfortunately.
1: Mm. Because really, you know, in the end of the day, it's all is about the money and money is all powerful.
0: But think about Prince Andrew, who's, who said, you know, I never met this woman. I, I was able to prove that Ghislaine had lied about the house. I was the first person oh. to get the picture of the bathtub in her house, which she said was too small for anything to happen in. It was a standard-sized bathtub. Um, that, you know, Prince Andrew then came out with the statement, you know, I, I never met this woman and I don't sweat and all of this nonsense. And I was in Pizza Express. Why did he then pay her $12 million?
1: You don't pay $12 million to somebody if you didn't do something. And Matthew, do you get often warned off this story in, in your own social circles? And are no, you... I've had
0: messages from people who knew her and worked with her in the 80s and 90s and they said, you, you are to leave this alone and you're to stop. That only encouraged me more
1: mm-hmm. and you're you're working on a, a kind of a you're working on a book at the moment in relation to the case the book the book I plan to write you know finish sooner
0: but I, I keep finding more and more yeah it's one of those stories that's going to go on and on so I've got to keep digging there's a lot more to do and I've got a few trips to Switzerland and the likes to have meetings with some people who are actually very good at investigating financial propri- propriety and I will Keep digging for now. (laughs) Brilliant. Okay, well, Matthew Steeples, thank you very much. Well, thank you very much for your time and it was a great pleasure to meet you in London and I hope to see you again very soon. Absolutely. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you, bye-bye.
1: You've been listening to Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com, produced by Ian Mullaney and edited by me, Nicola Talent. If you like the podcast and love true crime, Why not download the sundayworld.com app for lots more stories from Ireland and across the globe.